Hi, welcome to Two Skippies, a podcast featuring Two Skippies. Nicotine and Codeine. This is Nick right here. Nicotine and Codeine. And I'm Garrett, and we're actually hosting Connor Kinsley. That's not my, that's not me. So I guess we can say there's three Skippies in this, in this podcast right now. Hold up, hold up. On this <laughs> that's podcast. That's not my name. No, that's not your name. So who's this guy? <laughs> my name's Connor. I am um, a, g- a guest on the show. <laughs> I've heard good things about it. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Our friend uh, Nick here, the true host of the show, he owned it. He was the original stakeholder, <laughs> and he uh, muscled me out. But that's okay. We're friends. So he's the new host, him and Garrett. Listen, it's 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 business. It's no hard feelings. <laughs> it's not personal, okay? Well, since you said that, it makes me feel better. Yeah, well, you're a hell of a guy. Why not? <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, oops. Well, it's good okay. to see both of you guys. Nick, yeah. it's good to see you. We've been wanting to <laughs> hang with you in here for a while now. Yeah, man. It's good. It's going to be a good podcast. Finally, it's fun. Yeah. We have a, a lot of stuff coming up, but more importantly, this podcast is about our featuring guest right here, Connor Kinsley. That's me. And he has an EP coming out and we just wanted to interview him for a little bit because Connor's well Connor's not like Jimmy Kimmel's dad is right now. Uh. <laughs> but like he'll get there. He'll get there. But right now we're gonna give him a little taste. Yeah. We gotta interview him. So like my guy's got big aspirations, right? So like everybody that doubts this dude, man, get shit on because <laughs> he's a fucking genius, okay? His music is very good. I like that, Nick. Thank you. Thank and you for the intro, guys. I appreciate that. I haven't really heard any of this yet, and Connor's about to show us. I've only heard one song. Me, me and Connor and my family got together, my brothers, and we played one of his songs, and it sounded great. Yeah, Loved that was fun. It. It we was went a, to a, uh, yeah. a rehearsal space where you could rent a room. It had drum set, uh, big bass amps, amps for the guitar, a PA system for a uh, microphone. We should do it again, and Nick, you should come. You should play you the guitar. Should. Yeah, like, I would love to. Dude, Dude it was... and you can get a mic, too, and you can sing, and it was fucking cool. By the end of the night, my ears were <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, earplugs are needed, so you should definitely The drums come. and the bass combined just like blew my yeah. brain into yeah. a, like the size of a peanut inside <laughs> of my school. But Connor's music, me and Nick always jam with connor we we always do it together we always have fun with it and i think we're excited to hear this too yeah definitely man yeah yeah this I mean, it's off of uh it's called the iron door yeah it is a garrett <laughs> album <laughs> ep that's cute <laughs> okay so i thought it was an ep now no it, it is so an album it, interesting thing trivia it started at like when i came up with the idea i wanted it to be an ep i was thinking like Three songs max, maybe four, and then it turned into seven songs, and it's like just over half an hour. So that's one of the questions I was going to ask, not going to ask you like EP or album, but it was Mm -hmm. like, so what sort of started that whole thing from at least now that I know it was an EP to an album? What kind of made you think, okay, I can just release this as an EP to when it got you to like, okay, now this is an album I have a 
Okay, all, yeah. Do you have a concept? Like, is there a yeah. concept for it? Well, I'll start with I don't saying want you to just how it. The whole thing, but yeah, I'll start with just saying how it even came up as an EP, and that was with you, and we were in Joshua Tree, and we made some tea. It was an herbal tea, very good herbal tea. Had, oh, um, I like where this is going. Yeah, it was good. It had you know just a couple magic properties. It was fun, um, but we just drank some tea to go look at the stars, and then we had our a guitar out there, and I looked at Garrett with a guitar, and he looked at me, and we just like had a moment. And we're like, we got a jam. Wait, pause. Oh, that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I, Nick. I knew you would say that. that was hold, coming, hold up, bro. pause. Yeah, that, that, was a, that. that was a hell of a pause. Like, <laughs> I don't remember this like gay moment. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Joshua yeah, Tree is magical, man. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No. Well, it's so, that up. I looked at you as like, I feel like we, we have to go. go play. We need to go play. We have to jam. It just felt right. And we were thinking that we'd find like a cave or somewhere where it would kind of echo out yeah. in a cool way. And we had been shown this spot earlier in the day called the Iron Door. And it's this actual spot in Joshua Tree. It's, I mean, like the size of it's very small. It's, it's like the size of what a recording booth would be for a single person. Yeah. You know, it's like seven feet by five feet. It's like a little dome almost that you go inside of. And there's an actual iron door that closes to it. And it's this hidden cave that apparently this guy built, who was a prospector, yeah, like seventy-five so years ago. The story when he was is, exploring is that Joshua Tree. He, yeah, he was exploring Joshua Tree. He has pipes in there and everything, or water, and he kept his daughter in there so she wouldn't get lost while he was going to explore Joshua Tree and mapping it out. Yeah, but she overheated and died in that like cave iron door. Which so he called. died like. In the yeah, from just overheating thing. and just like how hot it gets Fuck, out there. Dude. How old was she? She, I don't think she was like a young kid. I think she was like seven to twelve max. Like that's mm. the age range. Yeah. So we were shown this place and just went inside of her. Like, wow, this is really cool. This is a unique kind of place. I'd never been inside something like that, and it had all this graffiti and spray paint art inside of it. Yeah. And then later that night, we had our tea. Uh, and we <laughs> we went to that one cave. We're like, this is cool. And then we're like, wait, we should go to the Iron Door. And it was, I mean, we didn't remember. Like, we saw it once during the day. It was completely dark, and we were just scrambling around trying to find it. We eventually found it. We jammed inside of there. And it was middle of summer. Even at night, it was, like, high 80s. And we jammed in there, and we were sweating by the end of it. We were, like, exhausted. It's hot. And then later that night, that's when I was, like, I just had the thought of, I knew, that, like, recently before then, I had been thinking I wanted to put out music. Right. I'd had a few ideas. I just didn't know how I wanted to do it, how I wanted it to sound. Yeah. Um, I was kind of torn between a few few different things, and then I went there. Record. We recorded in there just with a phone. But later that night, I thought, I'm going to record an EP in there. That would be sick. Yeah. Like, bring a generator out, like, full, like full send. Bring a generator out, bring all the equipment. So at that time, did you already have songs that were written that you thought maybe could be recorded and that's when it clicked? Um, yeah, I think it did. I mean, there was two songs that I had been covering. One of them I'm going to show you. But they were songs, like cover songs that other artists had did that I had been playing a lot recently, practicing, and just they were just songs that I really liked and connected to. Yeah. Um, and there was one other that I had been working on for almost like a, a year and a half um, that was just, I had written the music to it 
and had that for a while and then started to come up with words after like a couple months and then I dropped it for like another three months and then picked it up and leading up to then like wrote it into a full song. Yeah. Kind of, I like finished it, I would say during when quarantine, like middle of quarantine, that was like something that just got me to actually write it. Um, And then in practicing, like knowing that I was actually going to go do it in practicing, that's when the other four songs came. Because I, I don't know, I kind of it like expanded in my head. It didn't. It wasn't just this three song thing. I was like, I yeah. can make this into a full, kind of a story, but more of just a, a full project, a full feeling. So you like, you like kind of wanted to. Um, I remember you mentioned like you wanted to talk about, kind of your process of like getting into, you know, that zone of like your mind where you, you know, the tea kind of took you to, mm-hmm. and like. How, tell me more about like how that experience felt for you, of like me initially coming up with the idea, or like just the idea kind of yeah, coming to like, my mind. Because like a lot of a lot of rappers and stuff like you know, they're like all about Percocet and like taking all these drugs and stuff, right? But like mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like ayahuasca and psychedelic like plants are kind of different in that way, where like they have this you know historical background. It's not a such a designer drug. So, like, you know, it makes it more, I won't say appealable, like, to people, but yeah. it definitely has, like, I would uh, say a, a place on the earth, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, in its natural sense. I think they do. I mean, they've been around for such a long time, and everybody knows that. You can see it in, you know, in history, written in text. Like, it was a thing. People were doing them. Um, and they've endured until now. Like, a lot of things that we do in the human experience. Eat. Yeah sleep look at the stars i think right taking advantage of those things that are around us is part of it yeah but i mean yeah for for me it was definitely that kind of unlocked it <laughs> i mean it was when we were in the cave playing and i think i was in a place where i felt so discouraged about live music <coughs> and like stand up which like we talked about on the last episode right. i love stand up and like kind of was just taken away wasn't really able to um live things weren't able to happen it was everything that you either yeah. did by yourself right or you saw online you know things that were kind of cut and pasted and edited to look a certain way and i feel like i was just getting so like the idea of playing music in a live place felt so weird and strange and like it wouldn't work yeah and like, then i think being out there in that space it, it, i had a, th- a feeling or like it dawned on me that like the live show it doesn't need to be this huge thing with a bunch of people i think it's as simple as even yourself or a friend that you're with right and you well, have I that experience yeah I, I mean i heard some of it and i think like you can definitely you know kind of feel that in the music a little yeah. bit you know it's just it's such a crazy time but like i think you know you did this like it was quick like i mean it only took what we were there for like half a day yeah. I think I think that well, was like yeah. incredibly fast for having, you know, what little little resources you did and it was it was amazing, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. It, it, so for those that don't know, me, Nick, Connor, and our friend Noah, who is a fantastic violin player. If you Amazing. We, should we no. add him? No, so, no, SoCal SoCal yeah. violin guy, Instagram. Go hit him up. SoCal Violin Guy. So He's amazing. I'm pretty sure it's SoCal Violin Guy right now. It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Anyways, great yeah, violinist. It was the four of us. We went out. And we brought out all of Connor's equipment and everything, hiked through the desert for a little bit with <laughs> these a guys, lot of bags, we did. Huge lot of shout equipment. out to these guys because we hiked. We went to a campsite and parked, and we hiked. It had to have been quarter of a mile. Yeah, at least. Uh, I think more so. Than that. No. Quarter mile to maybe half. And half a mile. Yeah, probably just half. lifting. It was like a generator, bags of mic equipment. Like one bag was 80 everything pounds. Everything to record an album. <laughs> I mean, it was everything. We really, like when I first thought of it in my head, the first time in Joshua Tree, I didn't imagine it being that elaborate. I didn't even think it out. I was just like, I'll record. And then when I really committed, it was like, oh my God, there's so many things so much that shit. I need and so many things I have to think of. And we were making like three, four trips back and forth just <laughs> yeah. to get everything yeah. out. I didn't think I was going to see Garrett ever carry uh 80-pound, like, sandbag with two... <laughs> that was crazy. With his pinky and his index finger. Like, <laughs> just, ah! But that... So that was one of the... I think the hardest parts about it was having to do all that. Like, wake up early, then having to bring all that stuff, set it up, yeah, and have to record after that. I was exhausted by the time I pressed record on the first song. Yeah. And I just, I, bet. I remember I, for the first maybe hour, I was freaking out. Like I was in there and the thought of, oh, this is an album. This is going out there. This is something that for all intents and purposes is permanent. Yeah. Like every note that I hit, every note I sing is going to be on there in the best and its worst. And it all hit me right then. And I was not doing okay with it. Like I was just in there. I started recording. The first recording, I made a mistake in, like, the first 10 seconds. I, like, stopped it, deleted it, and then I did that, like, six times. And I was like, fuck, this is not what I wanted this to be. And mm-hmm. after an hour, I just, I realized I was not getting anything done. Went outside, drank some tea, not the tea from before, normal, <laughs> <laughs> normal tea, and just sat, closed my eyes, let the wind kind of hit me. And and that's when you kind of realized you wanted to just do it in as little takes as possible, right? Well, the, yeah, that's when I realized I wanted to do it little takes as possible, and have fun with it. I didn't want it to be a memory of I was freaking out and really disappointed and didn't gain anything out of it. And I think taking that moment to just breathe and calm myself and not think so much about the product, but just about being there in the moment and making the most out of that experience. You know, being able to... It's like, what what good is being able to say I recorded an album Joshua Tree if I hated the experience? Right. I wanted it to be fun. And that, and that, that was what freed me. After that, I there were still problems and I got frustrated. But it, after that, it was probably five hours of just complete focus. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. It was a long day, man. But I appreciate you guys being out there. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we weren't, me and Nick, the two interviewees or interviewers right now, weren't there when he was recording we went off and yeah they had were. a day where we just hiked and uh climbed mm-hmm. rocks and got to the top of stuff and then went to a museum and nick had never been so i mean i'm glad that you <coughs> got to yeah, walk it was around his first and see time that joshua tree oh yeah yeah it's freaking amazing place dude so so nice everybody there was Freaking A one, <laughs> yeah. Gary knows what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking Every about. Every single girl that passed <laughs> by me had a fucking dumper, dude. Joshua Tree, bro. I was Magnetic. like, it's, I think I died look, and went to heaven. Climbers, <laughs> like, they're all in shape. Every yeah. single one of them. It, they're 
you sh- the shit they're climbing too is just crazy. Dude, I saw this one dude that was literally like fucking scaling a rock like with no equipment. Yeah, nothing. yeah, yeah no he ropes. Was the first guy to go up. He was like sixty feet up. That no was ropes. Like the second guy I saw there. I was like, yeah. what the f- Joshua Tree, like, but. The community there is also, like, very friendly. Everyone's, like, yeah. never had a problem there. And we've been there at least six, seven times. No, it's... I love it there. It's an amazing place. That's why I wanted to... It's spiritual there. Everyone why I wanted to there. be there and record there. And Everyone's got to go there once, at least you in have life, to. for sure. I find it magical. But I think if you guys want... I can play you a song from yes, please play the us album. a song. Yeah. So what is the song? So this one, I was going to play one of the original ones because I said summer covers, but I'm actually going to play one of the covers, which is Breathe by Pink Floyd. Okay. Because it, like it feels like a good teaser. And I've got, you know, I've got some explanation to picking that song. And yeah. So this is almost, I'm, I haven't fully finished mixing it. And it hasn't been mastered, but well, that's going to become this, so. This is this it's a little is, raw. Okay, L- but you get it's, to you see know, you in your process exactly, and it's it's live all the same, so it's not insanely different when you do that stuff. It just makes it kind of that better quality. But that's coming in hopefully the next week or two. Okay, but I'll play you this song, and then after we can break it down and talk about some more stuff. Sweet. Ooh, turn up. Turn it up on your phone, actually. You can go all the way up, guy.
Yes. That was sick. Thank you. Yeah, that was Breathe by Pink Floyd. Such a classic, man. Dude, I love that song. I had been hooked on that song for like two years. I remember the first time we played it, Garrett, up here in this same studio space, Mm -hmm. which is just a garage. So much meaning, man. So much soul. So much. Man. So I wanted to ask you. Sorry, let me just get a little bit closer. I wanted to ask you after listening to that. Mm -hmm. So why do you think this song sort of fits in with that of your album? Um, I think there's like two answers I'd give. I think the first one is just that song. I think to me and to a lot of people, it's about different ways that you could choose to live your life and kind of getting stuck in one Mm. and doing that so hard that you're forgetting to just kind of breathe and be happy that you're alive. So I think it it fits in because a lot of the album, I mean, it is, it's kind of a darker album. Mm -hmm. Um, I was hugely inspired by Father John Misty, but like his early, before he was even Father John Misty, it was just Josh Tillman, his like releases where he just put him on a CD and like sold him at shows. Yeah. And it's, it's very much like, it's not the kind of, as he, as he progressed, it kind of, he, it was like satirical and it was super funny, like bright music. But before that, it was like this dark. He kind of cleaned up and totally. Kind of and I think became more marketable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I kind I pulled a lot from that. Yeah. And so it, it's very much. It's kind of dark. It has a lot to do with death and life and what you gain during it and what you lose. A lot of that being love with people and things. Right. So I think this song fitted in that sense. And kind of, it, this kind of came after, like, as, after I picked it, I was like, oh, it makes even more more sense to me because. I mean, it's kind of like a corny, corny thing, but it's the song "Breathe," and it's in the year 2020 where you're having this pandemic come through that's like literally taking away people's ability to breathe. Yeah. But on the flip side, you have people that blow it so much out of proportion that they're not even sick, but they feel like they can't breathe. Right. And I think it's just a song for me of like appreciating the breath I do have. Connor, you infinite fucking vessel of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see when it comes out. I think we can end on that. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, thanks for tuning in to the three skippies this week. (laughs) Thanks for coming on, Nick. Appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Anything you want to say to the fans? Where can they find you? Uh, What message do you want to spread? Any closing thoughts? My closing thoughts is... I want fucking Packers to win. <laughs> That's my closest. I thoughts. want the Bills to win. Let's go. All right. <laughs> well, everyone, go packs. have a splendid existence. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.